best recommendation for finding your beauty within is um, is the art of reinvention. And think about how wonderful you feel when you do something new. So whether it's a new activity, meet a new friend, buy a new eyeshadow, you know, just kind of change and changing things up. And we all thrive on newness. Newness is exciting. Yes, we like consistency and stability and and that sort of thing, but change things up every now and again in your life, you know, a a new activity. Do say yes to something you would never say before and you're like wow i'm so glad i said yes to that and you get like that little extra bounce in your step that little extra confidence because you got outside of your comfort zone hello beauty yes you join me host joyce platon as i chat with today's beauty wellness and lifestyle visionaries let's discover their motivating journey together as i merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty this episode is brought to you by Covey, the perfect skincare routine that's simple and effective with just three essentials for healthy skin. Shop the Covey routine at CoveySkin.com and get 10% off with code HelloBeauty. That's H-E-L-L-O-B-E-A-U-T-Y. To help spread the word of positive inner beauty, I invite you to please subscribe, rate, five stars would be lovely, and leave a review on Hello Beauty. This makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Thanks and enjoy this episode. This podcast episode is not to be used as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Hey there, Joyce Baton here and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Renee Rouleau. Renee is a trusted skincare expert and esthetician. She is also the founder of the eponymous skincare brand, Renee Rallo. In this episode, she shares her tips and expert advice about the nine various skin types, why she doesn't believe in the one size fits all approach, why wearing makeup every day is beneficial, and so much more. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Renee. Hi, Joyce. How are you? I'm very good. I'm super excited to speak with you. I actually just had dinner with a bunch of friends from the beauty industry. They are beauty editors and writers. And I was like, I'm going to be interviewing Renee tomorrow. They're like, oh, cool. I know her. I, I've interviewed her. I've you know, had her on my podcast. And they all collectively Aww. say how cool and just fun you are. So I'm very excited for this interview. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So for the benefit of the listeners and viewers, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So thank you, Joyce. So first of all, I love your podcast. I listen oh, to about like... 12 podcasts and yours is oh, on wow. rotation, so uh-huh. thank you. Um, so my name is Renee Rouleau. I am, I live in Austin, Texas. I'm on my couch in my living room, downtown Austin. Um, I am a celebrity esthetician and skincare expert. I've been an esthetician for over 30 years. And just last week, um, the company that I founded, um, Renee Rouleau Skincare, uh, based in Austin, originally based in Dallas, um, but now we're in Austin. We just celebrated our 26th anniversary. That's amazing. Congratulations. I knew you've always been around and you definitely are like a stable brand. You're kind of like a household name already. I mean, actually, it's not even kind of you are. To just know how long you've been in the industry is mind-blowing. And I actually want to know who was your very first celebrity client and what are the qualities from your experience that made you a cult favorite? 
So I'll mention two celebrities. So I'll mention mm -hmm. the first one. She's no longer a client, and it's a little funny little story behind that. And then I'll mm -hmm. and then I'll mention my kind of longest celebrity client, which was you know kind of my second probably celebrity client. But the first was. Um, the first celebrity client I had was Jessica Simpson. Mm -hmm. So I started Renee Rouleau Skincare in Dallas with a skincare spa and Jessica, fun fact. Um, so this is back in late nineties. She was auditioning for Dawson's Creek. Oh, so wow. Jessica Simpson could have been on Dawson's Creek, but she didn't make, I guess they didn't hire her obviously. And uh, so she was my client and she and she's publicly talked about it but she's had a lot of struggles with acne and so certainly this was like her late teen years and so she was struggling with acne and we you know we were getting her skin cleared up she was a fan of the products and then she got a proactive uh sponsorship deal so at that point she couldn't see me anymore because it was in the contract that she couldn't see anyone and she couldn't use my products anymore now did she still use them Maybe, um, and uh, but then it was. Um, I'll never forget that she um, she ended up like it leaked somehow to the media that she was taking Accutane while um, she was uh, being a paid endorsement for Proactive, and this is all public record. It's all mm -hmm. out there. But basically, a story broke that like, hey, how good is Proactive when Jessica Simpson has to take Accutane? And but anyway, so it was like a whole thing back in the day. But that was my memory of that a long time ago. Um, but the second client that I'll mention, um, who's still my client, I just saw her last week, is um, Demi Lovato. So she mm -hmm. started seeing me like Camp Rock days. So this, you know, she's been my client for like almost 15 years now and still is my client. I think I, I've always, because I had struggles with, um, with breakouts, particularly cystic breakouts. And so I kind of just got known for kind of being, you know, the expert in adult acne and, and, and teenage acne as well, but more so adult because that's who gets cystic breakouts. And so a lot of my clients are young Hollywood because they're, you know, trying to keep their skin clear. And especially when it comes to cystic acne, there really aren't a lot of solutions out there, but I developed a solution. It's our number one best-selling product. And so, yeah, so I think, you know, from a product standpoint, anti-bump, um, solution is is uh is our you know cult favorite but i think it's i know really I, I i know really well how to handle adult breakouts and and that's a tricky thing because if you're all of a sudden 27 and all you know and breaking out like you can't treat your skin like a teenager and you know over dry it and all of that so there's a nice balance there and i think i'm i'm known a lot for that I've read that you're known for clearing the skin pretty fast. There's like one secret maybe that you think people should be doing just to calm acne inflammation. Yeah. So, I mean, the one, the one secret is, is probably don't apply a spot treatment the minute it comes up. Because if you think about it, um, there's a life cycle to a blemish, but whenever you have a blemish, there's a bump, right? Which means there's something in there, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's that infection is in there. So it's gonna do one of two things. Either if it's a true cystic breakout, cystic breakouts will, like if you tied your hand behind your back and you never touched it and you just let mother nature take care of it, which she always does take care of it, like follow her lead because she's like, hey, we have an injury, we have inflammation, 
this is how I want to heal itself, which basically means keep your hands off, let, let me take the wheel. But basically, assist, your body reabsorbs it. So that bump may be annoying, but it goes back down and it never comes out through the surface. Uh, blemishes uh, like pustules that go through the papular stage, papular stage, they are meant to come out. And that's why you'll see a whitehead eventually. But the mistake that people make is most spot treatments are really drying and they'll dab on to a blemish the minute it comes up, this really drying spot treatment. Well, if it is a blemish that wants to come to a whitehead because that's the body's way of wanting to get that infection out, now you've just layered on 9,000 layers of dry skin because you try to kill it, right? Mm -hmm. And now this infection is in there and it's like, hey, I'm trying to get out here. And now you put like this trap door and I can't get out. The longer that infection is in the skin and doesn't get released out, it stretches the surrounding um, skin tissue and further sets off of an inflammation response, which triggers melanin and pigmentation. The biggest concern for people, and it should be, is um, because it's really what the big issue is, it's not the blemish itself. A blemish lasts three days, a week, whatever. It's the discoloration that lingers you know, three months after. I mean, you have a skin tone that discolors easy. I'm sure you're familiar yes, with that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in the deeper your skin tone, the more fragile your skin is that way. So when people are looking at the here and now, squeezing it, drying it out, messing with it, they're not taking into consideration that anytime you mess with it and, and disrupt the natural healing process, you're going to have a scar that lingers longer, which is really what most people's concern is. So, yeah. So, I mean, I have four different spot treatments in my line. They're used at certain life cycles of the blemish. And that's what you also have to know. The minute it comes up, you know, to when it comes out of the skin and now it's a scab, that's a whole different strategy and how you want to handle that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I have four great spot treatments um, that you use at every part of the life, life cycle with the goal of making the blemish go away fast, as fast as humanly possible. But more importantly, to help you not have a post breakout mark last any longer than it's going to. You mentioned that that breakout is meant to naturally come out. Do you suggest that we have regular facials or extractions just to clear our skin of debris? So if you have, if you're somebody that has bumps on your skin or what I call non-infected bumps, so anything that doesn't hurt. So basically a blemish that's red and sore, that means there's active infection in there. But if you have bumps on the skin that are always there, they don't hurt, but they're little bumps, um, that's clog, those are clogged pores or called mm -hmm. closed comedones. And a lot of people kind of treat those like they're acne, but really it's just a clogged pore. And the reason why there's a bump is because there is some clogging in there that is raising the skin, causing a bump. And the only way to get rid of those, um, or I should say the most effective way to get rid of those, is a deep pore cleansing facial mm -hmm. because any clogged pore will probably turn into a blemish, especially if you're under like 35 and there's still a lot of oil production. That bump, that clogging in the pore is, 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 is preventing the pore, to, everything to function and flow oil in and out of the pore. So you've got kind of this like uh, block there and that's a breeding ground for oil to get trapped, bacteria to breed and learn into a to lead into a blemish. So if you want to prevent blemishes from forming in the first place, 
hello, we all do. Um, it is important to get those pores cleared out from an esthetician that really knows how to do extractions well um, and to get rid of those bumps because bumps will lead into breakouts. And you can put all the products on in the world to get try to get rid of those bumps, but you, you really can't do that. So now the goal then is, is once you do get the pores cleaned out, yes, products can get into the pore lining, help keep those pores cleared out um, to prevent them from coming back. Yeah, no, that's amazing because like I definitely have that skin type where skin type number four, actually, I've researched that you've created or basically you've um, shared your knowledge about the nine skin, skin types, which I'd love for you to sh um, expound on in a bit. But yeah. I've discovered that I am skin type number four, which is oily, sensitive combination and occasional breakouts. Like I don't really get that much breakouts. It's really like here and there, maybe during a period or before a period but I love this concept of the um, nine skin types what are the nine skin types so they kind of all have a little bit long names to them but the general concept mm -hmm. is is I when I became an esthetician I went to school and they teach you about dry normal and oily or the Fitzpatrick skin types which is kind of a mm -hmm. whole nother thing but but basically it was dry normal and oily so when I got out into the real world I'm just programmed to thinking there's three types of skin and then all of a sudden I start working with people and realizing, wow, the skin is actually way more complicated than that, you know? And so it took me a few years, but I, you know, a few years of experience under my belt, but I determined there were nine different types of skin. And so to this day, 26 years in business, I still stand by those nine skin types. Never once have I said, you know what, there's a 10th or maybe it's nine, mm -hmm. nine is too many, there's seven. I still, like there are nine according to the world, according to Renee. So um, the idea is that when you take the skin type quiz at ReneeRillo.com, it will put you into one of the skin types, but you answer these very specific questions. And I took my experience from being an esthetician in the treatment room with a client, asking them all the questions. Granted, I got to look at their skin as well, but I determined the best questions to ask. And there are questions that kind of a lot of people don't ask. So for example, mm -hmm. if you're somebody that has breakouts, well, I can't, I'm not going to just put you into an acne category. Talk to me about those breakouts. How often do you get them? Are they all over the face? Are they on certain areas of the face? Because somebody who has one new blemish every day and they get breakouts all over their face and they're 18 years old is very different from someone who's 30 who gets hormonal, a, a hormonal, hormonal breakout once a month, you know, during their cycle, like, you know, there's just two different types of acne and everybody wants to lump acne together. Oh, you have breakouts? Use these products. Well, no, 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 no. Let's talk more about that. So, so we have different skin types that break down the frequency of breakouts and that sort of thing. Um, and then, but we cover, you know, they, there's something for everyone there and they cover everything from, you know, if you want your skin to glow, I mean, everybody does, but like under, you know, under circulated skin, which is more of a sallow skin, over-circulated skin, which is someone who gets really red easily, maybe a rosacea skin type, people concerned about, you know, uh, or is there, is their skin dry year round? Is their skin dry in the winter, but maybe a little more normal in the summer? Is their skin more normal during the winter, but then more combination in the summer? Mm -hmm. You know, so there's nuances to that. So we really cover everything. Yeah, no, I love it. Speaking of nuances, is it possible to have more than one skin type depending on the season or the place you live? 
So generally, no. Now, if, if you are in a certain skin type and you move and now you're in a totally different climate, mm -hmm. then I might suggest people switch to a new skin type. But each of the skin types already take into consideration that the skin will act a little differently during the summer mm. than the winter, depending on where you live. So, so no, pretty much everyone is in a skin type and then your skin type doesn't really change very often. It mm. might change every five years, particularly like the, the ages like 18 to 25, there is a change in there because those are the breakout years and typically breakouts will get less when you age. Uh, but like, yeah, once you hit 35, you know, the only, you know, main difference at that point is oil production, um, you know, lessening and now you're drier, that sort of thing. Now, a, a lot of people ask me like, you know, should I change my skin type from season to season? Like, you know, like you Joyce, I'm a skin type four, but I get a little drier. Should I be a skin type five in the winter? And no, you shouldn't need to do that. Now, sometimes, sometimes you may feel like you do need a little bit more moisture that maybe the skin type four moisturizer is, is giving because now it's really dry or whatever. So you might sometimes tweak the routine. Like you might, you know, switch to a heavier moisturizer or maybe during the winter, all you need to do is just take a skin oil and pat that on the skin on top for the nights that you feel drier. So sometimes you tweak things a little bit, but for the most part, you know, people should stick in that skin type. Gotcha. Yeah. So as we all know, online skincare and beauty trends are all the rage, especially from TikTok. What is one viral skincare trend you've seen on social media that you wish people would stop doing or don't even shouldn't be even doing at all? Right. So that's a great one. I, I, uh, there's so many, I would probably say, um, the DIY trend, mm -hmm. the concept of making your own products at home. So like what people need, you know, so people take things, you know, foods and mash them together yeah. and all the things, but, but basically when you eat something. So let's just say you're making an avocado mask, or maybe you're trying to make your own vitamin C serum and you just take vitamin C tablets that you would normally eat, right? So when you eat something, um, your saliva starts to break down whatever you are ingesting. So be it a pill, be it a food, um, your saliva starts to go, uh, go to work. And then it goes through the digestive um, tract and then the nutrients from the food uh, will be distributed throughout the body wherever they are needed. So that's what happens when you eat the skin doesn't have a digestive process like that. So basically it really isn't possible to put something topically onto the face and expect the nutrients to easily penetrate into the skin. So, and then also it goes into like the way that products are made. There are certain ways to make ingredients in a skincare formula, have a good delivery system so they can actually, you know, penetrate through certain skin layers and that sort of thing. So, so yeah, that's the one trend is just, you know, and people are making their own sunscreens now. And it's just like a sunscreen is an FDA approved drug. Like you cannot, especially of all the products you should ever use. We all know sunscreen is the one that is the most biologically active and will make the biggest difference more so than anything else. So you don't want to make something at home and risk the risk of not having your skin protected from the sun. Yeah. Speaking of sunscreen, are you all about mineral or chemical sunscreen? I am. I am about both. I think they both have something to offer and I like the best of both worlds. So I think that 
Um, I like a, well, so in my line, I have my sunscreen has both chemical and physical, mm -hmm. but I like the idea of a chemical sunscreen because I think it, I think of it like an inside out approach where a mineral is more like the, like your top coat of your nail polish, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're covering like all the layers and everywhere. I think that, um, but I always, I do think that people should put something on that has a mineral aspect on top, regardless of whatever sunscreen they use. So I like, you know, you know, whether makeup has a little mineral in it, a foundation powder has some mineral in it. So that's always kind of the last step. So, um, but ultimately I think it's just what your, you know, sunscreen is not about the SPF number. Don't be fooled by thinking, you know, 50 is better than 30 or 70 is better than 50. It's just not the case. What we know about sunscreen is it's, it's about how generously you apply it. So it's important to whatever sunscreen allows, allows you to put it on with a heavy hand and feel comfortable with that. So like, you know, if you're more oily skin prone like me, you know, if I'm going to put on a sunscreen and I know I have to put a lot of it on, if it's already heavy to begin with, and now I have to put a lot of it on, that is just not going to work for my skin. So find the one that allows you to apply it generously. There's one interesting tidbit that I've also learned from you is that you've set the record straight and said that wearing makeup every day is actually not bad for, for you, but is beneficial. Can you expound on this? Yeah. Um, and I wish this is one of my skin regrets. I just wrote a blog post about um, at age 53, some mm -hmm. of my skin regrets. And one of them um, was not wearing makeup earlier. So, and the reality is I didn't know. So as an esthetician, when people come to me, they're always like, they, they come to me because they don't want to have to wear makeup, right? They're hiding something. They're like, I have breakouts, I have melasma, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Renee, will you help me? Because I feel like I don't want to have to wear my makeup. I look at all these people that don't have to wear makeup and I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's and, what all my friends say. They're like, I right. want to go to like a dermatologist because I want to stop wearing makeup. I just want to be fresh faced and quote unquote right. naturally beautiful and you know, right. things like that. Yeah. Right, right. And and I understand that concept. And yes, you know, if you use my line, there's a good chance yes. that, you know, you may not have to wear makeup because you feel comfortable with what's underneath. Mm -hmm. Right. So I love all of that. But what I realized is, is the women, when, if you look at an 80 year old woman now and you look at her skin and you're comparing 80 year old women's, what uh, women in their skin, the women that have aged the best that I have determined is Southern women who have worn makeup their whole life. And really? what I mean by that is, I mean, I, I started my, my career up in Boston and up in Boston, women are very natural. You know, everyone's wearing LL Bean, Patagonia. They're, you know, they're just kind of these natural kind of women. They don't really wear makeup. They don't, you know, they, they don't color their hair. You know, they're not mm -hmm. so much into appearance. And then I moved to Dallas and everyone's very much into makeup and looking, you know, putting their best face forward and they do it through beauty, um, you know, beauty treatments and things like that. When I moved to Dallas, I was so shocked at how beautiful these older women's skin were. And it dawned on me because I had a few clients that these older women, and it's, it's a generational thing, it's a traditional thing, but they would come in full face of makeup, get a facial, go into the bathroom afterwards, put all the makeup back on again. And like, we always know that to be like, wow, like give your skin a break, let it breathe, don't do that. Mm -hmm. But these are also women that I discovered 
go to bed after their husbands and wake up before their husbands so their husbands never see them without their face on as they call it so so that was i was just like wow like this is a thing crazy. Yeah. This, this is when i first moved to dallas and in 1996 and i just was like wow there's these women that do it but i also noticed their skin was so beautiful and what i determined was these women and again culturally for whatever reason southern women are more likely to wear makeup is what my experience has taught me mm -hmm. these women were the first to embrace makeup back in the 60s when or late 50s or something when max factor came out with pan, pancake makeup and they have been wearing makeup ever since so all mm -hmm. through their 20s their 30s they didn't go out in the sun i mean maybe they did but when they weren't in the sun they were wearing makeup well max factor makeup um this pan pancake makeup had titanium dioxide in it mm -hmm. which is a sunscreen ingredient so back in the 50s the 1960s the 70s even well into the 80s when we didn't really understand that the sun was the enemy these women were wearing, these were pioneers. These women were wearing sunscreen without even realizing it. And it came in the form of makeup. So basically what I tell people is find a type of makeup that's not going to clog your pores, cause problems. I have a great blog post about how to do that. But wear some sort of makeup every day. It could be a foundation. It could be a powder. It could be a mineral powder. But think of um, skincare as, I mean, excuse me, as makeup. Uh, as a form of skincare because it is protecting your skin because especially if you don't put on sunscreen generously well guess what that foundation makeup might save you so um yeah so makeup is your friend yeah no i love it especially nowadays there are so many good makeup brands that have great ingredients a lot of consumers are just very knowledgeable so everyone's held yeah. accountable in putting good ingredients in their makeup is there anything that people don't usually agree with you on but you think is true um, I would say the one thing that I disagree uh, with, and even skincare experts, is um, people feel like you you don't you shouldn't have to you don't need to wash your face in the morning because you've already mm -hmm. washed it the night before. So people are like, no, like you don't want to strip your skin's barrier by having to wash another time. They'll say, I don't need to wash. I just washed my face last night. Like my skin's already clean. Um, but I disagree with both of those points. So one is, um, you know, people feel like anytime you put a cleanser on your skin, you're disrupting your skin's barrier automatically. And that's not the case because the reality is, um, if you use a product that has is pH balance and it's not stripping, then you're not disrupting the skin. It's when you use something that's harsh, like I'm totally against bar soaps. Some skin experts like them, but any form of bar soap, no matter how moisturizing it is, um, it's just the nature of how bar soaps are made. I'm not a fan of, but as long as you use a gentle cleanser, um, you're not going to disrupt the skin. Um, but then secondly, the concept of I don't need to wash my face, um, I disagree with that point as well. Um, going back to the sunscreen thing, you know, the sun, sunscreen is the most important product you will ever use. And we want to make sure that it, um, it, it is the most effective it can be. So if you go to bed at night, you wash your face, you do your nighttime routine, people typically at night use a heavier moisturizer. Some people use skin oils. Some people use a retinol. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of things on the face. And then while you sleep, you could be putting hand cream, you know, you might've put hand cream on your hands before you went to bed. Now you're sleeping with your hands on the face. You might have 
you know, long hair, you might have some skin oils or hair conditioners, and now you're sleeping with, you know, like this. And I mean, there's a lot of things that get onto your face. And what's what's being put on this skin, or when you wake up in this morning, in the morning, that is um, oils, right? So again, from your hand cream, your hair conditioner, skin oils, your skin secreted your own natural oils, um, and you have a thin layer of oil on your face in the morning. So oil and water don't mix. So if you just splash your face with water, it is not cutting that oil. Then when you go put your vitamin C serum on, which is usually, which is usually water-based, that can't penetrate. That might have a hard time penetrating through that oil barrier because, again, water and oil don't mix. And then with sunscreen, you want it to really coat your cells properly and you have a little bit of an oil residue. Even if you don't see the oil residue, mm -hmm. there is still oil on there. Um, because oils don't evaporate the way water does. So if you use a, some moisturizer that has oil in it, there's oil on the skin. So basically the purpose of cleansing in the morning is to clean the skin and give your skin a clean slate so that your active ingredients from your vitamin C go on, they can penetrate, do their job, get into the cells where they need to. And then your sunscreen can really be the star of the show and, and cover all those skin cells properly to protect your skin from the sun. While I was pouring over your page and your social media, you talk about aging gracefully and knowing how to use hair care, makeup, and skin care to look your best. I want to know what Renee Rollo uses on herself <laughs> for her makeup, skin care, and hair routine morning oh, and night. Okay. Quickly include products. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's see. So I'm a skin type six. So mornings, I'm washing, and I, and I won't go through my products, mm -hmm. that's too salesy, I'll just mention kind of the steps. <laughs> yeah. But so I always, I'll shower, I'll, uh, so actually I'll do two things. If I'm, so I'm sitting in my living room and my, I have a very modern house, I live in a fishbowl, basically it's all windows everywhere in my house. So there is a lot of UV going on. So I, the moment I wake up in the morning, if I know I'm not gonna wash my face for a little bit and I'm gonna be walking around the house and whatever, um, I will, I will dust on a powder foundation. So mm -hmm. it's easy because I don't want to put foundation on. I don't, I don't feel like even putting sunscreen on. I'll just dust on a powder foundation. Now, when I talked about there's that oil residue, that's the reason why I put on a powder foundation because it will absorb a little bit of that oil, mm -hmm. but I'll dust on a powder foundation. The one I use, it's cheapy. It's from Revlon. It doesn't say it has an SPF on, um, in it, but it has zinc oxides, which all powders do. So it is acting as a sun, uh, sun protection. So I'll dust that on. That way I'm protecting my skin um, if I'm not gonna be showering for two, two more hours later or something like that. So again, you know, cause UV light does penetrate through rays. At the point that I shower, I use a very gentle um, uh, sulfate-free cleansing gel for my line. I get out of the shower, I follow the golden minute rule. The golden minute rule is, I am putting my next product on within 60 seconds after I get out of the shower to prevent dehydration from occurring through a process called osmosis, which is basically where water evaporates and it pulls water out of the skin and your skin feels really tight mm -hmm. and dry. So you need to get on your products quickly. So within 60 seconds, I'm applying an alcohol-free toner. Toners are really beneficial as long as they don't have alcohol. They act as a carrier. So your serum that goes on next can penetrate maybe up to 10 uh, uh, 10 percent deeper, um, but also I leave my toner damp and it seals all my products afterwards. Help seal in that moisture. So I'm doing an alcohol-free toner within 60 seconds, applying a vitamin C serum. I'll let it wait, uh, let it dry for about 60 seconds. Then I put on two applications of sunscreen. 
one to my face, squeeze out the tube, do a second application to my neck. Most people, when they put sunscreen on, they'll put it on their face, and then whatever is left over, they'll carry onto the neck, and that's a big mistake. I mean, you know, your neck's going to age just as much as your face is going to, and you need generously coats of sunscreen in both locations. So then I'll do that. Then I'll go into my makeup. Um, I wear a Chanel foundation. They recently discontinue it, so I've been searching all over the globe to try to find the last few bottles. I've been, been able to get them, so at some point I'm gonna have to break into something new, but change is good, so that'll be good. So a foundation, um, I have a hourglass, uh, what the brand? Hourglass, there's a bronzer, they're ambient bronzing powders, and so I'll dust that on, and that gives me like a nice little glow, gives me a little bit of color. I, I try not to put too much because I don't want to look too orangey, but um, especially in the summer, I like using a bronzing powder. I use makeup. Um, I have a lot of Charlotte Tilbury. Um, I have some Gucci Westman. I have some, um, I like Benefit. I like their dandelion blush that I've used for years on my cheeks. I just washed all my makeup brushes on Sunday. Um, so that's kind of my morning routine. Um, at night, I always wait till the sun goes down before I wash my face because, again, I have a glass house. So even at 8 o'clock at night in Austin summers, I still have light coming in. So I wait until UV light and daylight has gone before I'll wash my face. Um, so my nighttime routine um, consists of makeup removal, so a cleansing lotion. I'm also working on a new product that's going to be amazing for makeup removal, but I, um, I use something more um, emulsifying um, at night to break down makeup, then go into my toner. Then at night, I, I, I uh, rotate between, uh, between three different actives. So one night I'll use a retinol, the next night I'll use an exfoliate, exfoliating acid serum, and the next night I'll use like a peptide, more hydrating firming serum. So those are three different kind of activities or actions that are occurring within the skin, and so I, I rotate them. A lot of times people are, you know, want to use one product that has all those things in there. They throw everything in the kitchen sink and be like, oh, it's your retinol, it's your acid, it's your hydrator, it's your, it's all in one. And I, I, I don't always trust that concept because you kind of want like each product to kind of have a focus. And so while products, you know, every product should contain antioxidants because the skin's always going to benefit from that. But I kind of just hit it harder with those focuses and products that are very much geared to that focus. Um, so that's, you know, kind of my rotation generally. And then um, um, I'll put a moisturizer on over that. Some nights I will do an exfoliating peel and a mask. Um, that's usually like once a week. A lot of times that's on Sunday nights, self-care Sunday. Um, I'll use eye cream. Twice a week, I use an under eye exfoliator from my line called Overnight Eye Serum, which is amazing. Um, and then dry shampoo is always in my nighttime rotation because who has the time to always be washing the hair? Um, I do have pink hair, pastel pink hair. So about every four, four days, I'll uh, do my hair. I will um, I use a product called Overtone. Um, and so every time I shampoo, I'll use a purple shampoo to kind of cut some of the yellow. And then my conditioner is pink, and that's how I maintain my pink hair. And then body care, um, I'm so much into exfoliation, so um, body scrub. I have a handmade one that uh, from a girl in Austin that makes uh, body scrub. So I love supporting female small business. So I'm loving that one right now. Um, 
but I also love, um, I'm trying to think rituals makes a really nice body scrub. Um, and then I have in my line, I have a body exfoliating serum that I'll use, but I'm really into smooth skin, body lotions, Waleda. I'm using one by Waleda right now. Um, I think uh, Necessaire, I have one of theirs. So kind of a little bit. Um, yeah, I love it. There. Yeah. So, so do you apply skincare um, every now and then or repeatedly throughout the day? Because, you know, they recommend yeah. that we apply skincare every two hours. No. So I will. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've, I've actually like miss um, spoke. It's a sunscreen. Okay. Sunscreen. Yeah. Sunscreen. I knew what you meant. Yeah. 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 I knew what you meant. So I don't. Um, I. I just leave it as is. Mm -hmm. I don't ever mist. Sometimes people, I mean, yeah. sunscreen aside, but sometimes people will use like a hydrating mist. Yeah. I do not recommend you do that because that's breaking down your sunscreen. So like once my makeup and stuff goes on, I never touch it again. Now, if I know I'm going to be out in the sunlight or outside or really near a window for long periods of time, then I will dust on a little powder foundation um, um, just to, uh, you know, give a little extra protection, but otherwise, you know, I mean, the sunscreens degrade when you are exposed to daylight. So, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're outside out at a coffee shop working all day, then yes, if you have that, it's, it's when it's, sorry, excuse me, sunscreens degrade when you're in contact with direct sunlight. So mm -hmm. indirect sunlight, like I can't see the sun right now in my living room. So I don't worry about that as much, but it's, yeah, if you're going to be seeing the sun and, you know, out at the lake and you know all those things, then yeah, you know, that's definitely going to go on every 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I was curious. Cause you know, like when you said you apply like full face makeup. So I was like, what are your favorite sunscreens to apply on, on top of um, makeup if you did reapply every two hours, but since you said you didn't, so. Right. So yeah, I, yeah, just a powder. Cause if I have makeup on, like, what are you, yeah. what am I going to put a sunscreen on? Yeah. Yeah. At all? Like that makes no <laughs> sense at all. So that's why it's easy. I'll just use a Kabuki brush. I use that Revlon powder. I told you doesn't say it has sunscreen in it, but it does because it has the zinc oxides in it. Just dust that on easy peasy. Yeah, no, I love it. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? My best recommendation for finding your beauty within is, um, is the art of reinvention. And think about how wonderful you feel when you do something new. So whether it's a new activity, meet a new friend, buy a new eyeshadow, you know, just kind of change and changing things up. And we all thrive on newness. New, newness is exciting. Yes, we like consistency and stability and, and that sort of thing, but change things up every now and again in your life, you know, a, a new activity. Do say yes to something you would never say before. And you're like, wow, I'm so glad I said yes to that. And you get like that little extra bounce in your step, that little extra confidence because you got outside of your comfort zone. We by, you know, by nature, we are creatures of habit. We love what we know, what we do, but we get stuck into ruts. And so, you know, when I go into a store and I want to kind of change things up, you know, beauty wise, I'll, I'll, you know, walk into a store and I'll be looking for maybe a new outfit or something. What I usually do is I'll find the person that works at the store who's the most stylish. And I'll say, I'm looking for something new. 
what do you think would look good on me? And he or she will come over and pull something that I would never have recommended. I would be like, no, that's, that's not my style. Mm -hmm. But like, I trust them. This is their job. They're in a retail clothing store all day long. It's not my job. So they know what looks good. And so I'm really open-minded to wearing something that normally, you know, we would say, oh, no, that, that won't look good on me. And sometimes I'll buy something that I don't even think looks good on me, but I am trusting that they saw something in me that I didn't. So to me, beauty within is just, is just changing things up and not getting stuck in a rut. And those things make you feel beautiful inside and out. I love it. I agree 100%. So what is something exciting in store for you? Could be personal and or Re Renee Rallo skincare. Oh, so many things. I am definitely always <laughs> tackling new things. So I guess I'll give one business and one professional. I mean, one personal, one professional. Mm -hmm. So this morning I just interviewed and hired my first ever, ever personal assistant. Mm -hmm. And I had my company for 26 years. And prior to that, I had my other business for five years. So I've never, never once out of my mouth have I ever said, oh, let me have my assistant reach out to you. Let me have my assistant do that. Never once have I said that. And I'm about to say that. And I'm so excited. So I'm excited to kind of get things off my plate, um, you know, free up some time for, you know, exploring other things. So that's, that's what's really exciting for me. Um, and business. Um, we um, do, uh, due to supply chain, which most companies were affected, uh, we we had a, a ingredient discontinued from one of our best selling products, which is our triple berry smoothing peel. Mm. And we have been out of it for, I think, coming up on a year and a half, which is crazy. And we are going to be launching it soon. And we took the time to reformulate it and put some new bells and whistles on it, which is going to be amazing. And the product is going to be coming out with a best friend product as well. So uh, we are launching our Berry Besties and that's top secret. We're not saying what the companion product is, but I can just say that Triple Berry Smoothing Peel, which is a cult favorite, now is bringing a best friend with it. So. Oh, that's exciting. Can you share when you expect to launch this? Oh, no as well. <laughs> uh, um, coming up in the next, uh, within two months. We'll say that. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely look out for that. So exciting. Yeah. I've been seeing yeah. a lot of people in my social media, they're posting themselves using this triple berry yeah. peel. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I've had that before, but I'm out of it. So I definitely, yeah. I will get my hands on it once you launch yeah. the besties. Thank you. Thank so you. where can listeners find you online? So I'm most, you know, we're on TikTok, we're in Rilo Skincare. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, all the social channels. I have my own um, Instagram mm -hmm. channel, which is at Renee Rallo. So on mine, I try not to talk too much about skincare because that's what Renee Rallo skincare channel is for. So if you want to learn tips and tricks and all my best advice, the company Renee Rallo Instagram is where to go. Um, my personal is just my life behind the scenes, life in Austin. Um, I get personal about all sorts of things I've gone through, you know, my uh, I'm, I've been a widow this past four years. My husband uh, passed away. So I've talked a lot about that. So it's just I'm more. sorry to hear that. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. So just I share just more all my personal life and for people who want to get to know uh, the Renee behind Renee Rallo Skincare. 
Yeah, I've also poured over your personal social media and it's very motivating and inspiring. Just so lighthearted. I, I love your posts. <laughs> like it, it was just raining in Austin and you just like dancing in the rain. I love it. <laughs> just put a smile to well, my face. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Well, I think, you know, when my husband passed away, um, you know, that's you just learn really quickly how precious life is. And mm. that was a big wake up call for me. Um, he was perfectly healthy and passed away within six months from a very short battle with cancer and watching someone you've been with for 22 years, um, go through that journey, um, knowing that his, you know, his type of cancer, there was no cure for and experiencing that six months with him was the most beautiful, but tragic experience I've ever been through. But you just, you know, I just had firsthand experience on what life really means. And, mm. and so from that moment forward, it was kind of a, it was a, it was a gift to, to learn that lesson early on and really prioritize the important things. Don't sweat the small stuff. And so um, that was, you know, just life changing for me in every way. And I've tried to really um, honor um, the things he taught me and move forward in this life um, with the spirit of, um, of kindness and just recognizing that um, life is about celebrating and friendships and love and all of those things. And so I'm far much less of a workaholic than I used to be and just a, a, a perspective on life that I have shared on social media. So yeah. dancing in the rain is one of them. That's such a great reminder. Um, I know it's not the same, but I totally understand and feel where you're coming from because I've lost like my dad when I was 15 and then my eldest oh. brother like a few years ago. But I mean, I totally get you. And that's why I love your perspective in life. And oh. you're ju it's just very um, heartwarming. And again, it's invigorating. So I love really not just your brand, oh. but you as a person. Thank and thank you thank so you. much for sharing your wonderful light to the world. <laughs> thank you. And I'm sorry for your loss. So you, oh yeah, thank you. You've been there firsthand. So yeah, well, we love our we love our yes, angels up yes. there that are watching mm -hmm. out for us. Yeah, so that's why I totally agree with you. It's a great reminder to just not sweat the small stuff. Yeah, I mean it's easier yeah. said than done sometimes. You know, because we're just naturally, <laughs> especially like Type A. We love working. Yeah. We love our business. But yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, experiences yeah, yeah. like this is such a great reminder. Exactly. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Renee. I had such a great time speaking with you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, me as well. And keep up the amazing work. And yeah, you have a great pod. I enjoy it. So thank oh, you. Thank you. So sweet.